Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. President Joe Biden's third budget request was unveiled by the White House on Thursday. The fiscal 2024 budget request comes in at $1.7 trillion and likely has no chance of passing Congress as is. However, it marks both a re-election pitch and an opening shot at House Republicans, who have demanded significant spending cuts. Today, Politico's Kelsey Tamburino and I specifically talk about Biden's energy and climate components within his budget, what he's prioritizing, what he's not prioritizing, and how it impacts his energy agenda. It's Friday, March 10th. Kelsey, the president released his budget request, and even though it's unlikely to be enacted as it is, of course, because Republicans control the House, it is a statement of his priorities. So what are some of the big energy takeaways you saw? Yeah, I think what we saw in the president's budget proposal is really an emphasis on doubling down some of the investments that we're expecting to see from the trio of the Inflation Reduction Act, the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law, and the Chips and Science Bill. For the Energy Department, we saw increased proposed increased spending for a lot of the offices within the department that would boost funding for clean energy and research and scientific infrastructure, but also developing a workforce. There is a significant boost for the Office of Science, which is notable given last year's breakthrough in nuclear technology, nuclear fusion technology. There is at least about $1 billion just specifically for that and developing that technology, but overall increase for the Office of Science and billions of dollars for just climate and clean energy research and development. And there's also more than a billion dollars to cut emissions from the industrial sector, which is a a commitment that we've seen from the Energy Department of late and real acknowledgement that a lot of these provisions are going to help build on some of the commitments through that legislation. At EPA, we also saw increases to their overall budget, and that would go toward greenhouse gas reduction projects, Superfund cleanups, and water infrastructure. So overall, I think we saw the president building on a lot of these priorities that he's previously stated and, and putting money there. Of course, we are expecting to see House Republicans proposed significant cuts, but as a statement of his priorities, I think it's a lot in line of what the commitments of those that trio of bills really states. Right. And the president is also renewing his aim to cut tax breaks for the oil and gas industry, of course, something Republicans aren't supportive of. But why is that a focus again for the administration as far as in its messaging? Yeah, I mean, to the point that this is unlikely to pass on the Hill, I think it's an area for the president to kind of re-up his concern and his rhetoric around the oil and gas industry and proposing to cut tens of billions of dollars in federal deductions as part of this request. It's something that previous administrations, the Obama administration, sought to eliminate, and that has been something that Democrats have called for. So he's acting on that rhetoric. And what this proposal would aim to do would be cut about $31 billion in deductions that the oil and gas industry utilizes, including things like repealing the industries and enhanced oil recovery credit and other credits that they rely on. Again, this is unlikely to be enacted into law, but I really think it's just the president upping his ante here again against the oil industry, as we've seen over the last months and more than a year. Josh, I know that another thing that we've been focused on is permitting and not something that is a focus across federal agencies. What did the White House signal on that issue in this budget request? 
Yeah, this one was interesting because it, we do know permitting is being discussed from both parties. So you can maybe view this one as a bipartisan signaling there. So particularly in the Interior Department, they are saying that there will be more funding to support the planning and permitting of solar, wind, and geothermal projects and associated transmission lines. And they particularly call out streamlining reviews for offshore wind, which we know is burgeoning, but nascent industry in the U.S. It's very crucial to the Biden administration's climate goals. And it's interesting that it comes on the same day that the House Natural Resources Committee advanced a key part of the Republican energy agenda that deals with permitting. And we've seen Biden officials at a renewable conference. I know you were at, Kelsey, and then also at an oil and gas conference, Sarah Week, that our colleague Ben Lefebvre is at, right? We're hearing Biden officials repeatedly call on Congress to act in this area. So a long ways from reaching agreement. And of course, there's differences in approaches, but I, I do think that signaling is noteworthy here. And Kelsey, the president in his budget is again trying to make good on his climate finance pledge. And that deals with international climate finance, something that he's talked about a lot in various UN conferences, climate conferences. So that's another one that's probably unlikely to get GOP support, right? Yeah, it's unlikely to get support in the Republican-controlled House. But again, it's it's really a way for the president to renew his commitment to something that he's talked about repeatedly. So under his budget request, there would be $1.6 billion for the Green Climate Fund, which is something that former President Donald Trump zeroed out and another $3 billion for Biden's initiatives to help vulnerable countries prepare and adapt to climate change. So that, again, is building on commitments that he's previously made and doubling down on this goal. I would also note something we haven't mentioned yet. We haven't seen the detailed funding breakdown on a lot of these provisions at this point, so we're still on the lookout for that. But I think just as a statement of the administration's priorities, it's definitely an interesting area to watch. Also, the Biden administration met with natural gas industry representatives and foreign government officials on Thursday in Houston to advance efforts to create an international standard for verifying the climate impacts of, quote, clean natural gas. The meeting, which was first reported by Politico, sets the ball rolling on a potential framework for how companies can convince potential overseas buyers of U.S. LNG that the gas will not be a major source of greenhouse gases. Any effort, if successful, would prove a huge boost for U.S. natural gas producers looking to ship the fuel to countries working to combat climate change. DOE wants to create a standard in time to unveil at the United Nations COP28 Climate Change Summit at the end of the year, according to our sources. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Nirmal Malaykal is the podcast producer. Raghu Manavalan edited the show this week. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.